Hey, it's Meatball. And Mark. And this is the Rocker Morning Show on demand from 107.7 RKR. This is the best of the Rocker Morning Show with Meatball and Mark. Roger on with Mark and Meatball. Hey. Good morning, Rod. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? We're doing great, man. Thank yeah, you. Not too shabby. Founder of one of the original psychedelic rock bands, The Zombies. Please welcome to the Rocker Morning Show, Rod Argent. Thank you so much for spending time with us today, man. Oh, it's real real pleasure being here with you. Thank uh, you. Yeah, very welcome. Uh, so you've you've got some new music coming out. That's why we're talking to you. It's coming out the end of the month and a couple singles out already. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. But Rod, your music... Uh, has been somewhat of kind of a poster for the entire genre that uh, continues today in uh, psychedelic rock. That was in the early 60s, and now here we are, you know, 60 years later. What was it like during that time period in the world of music for you? Well, it was, I mean, when we first started in, in 1964, it was just a young guy's dream come true, as far as I was concerned. And I'm sure it was the same for all the other guys as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I got into rock and roll by being blown away by Elvis singing Hound Dog in 1956. Okay. Um, and I thought, uh, I have to be in a band sometime when I'm old enough. I was 11 years old then. Okay. Um, and I, I couldn't believe that just eight years later... Um, uh, I was, oh, was it eight years? No, 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 it was more than that, wasn't it? But um, <laughs> for, no, eight years later, um, not only did I have a number one uh, single with one of my songs in, in, in the US, which is not there, but I mu- much later on, I learned that Elvis had that on his jukebox. And, oh, wow. and, you know, I thought, well, it's just such an unbelievable uh, dream for me at, the, at that point. That was getting into the whole thing. And and She's Not There became the first record uh, to get to number one. And it was number one in Cashbox um, uh, uh, after the Beatles with with a self-written song. We were the, se- yeah. the second band with a self-written song to do <laughs> that. Wild. So, you know, it was just great in those early days. And then uh, we were lucky enough to uh, have some more success in, in the US. And then, and of course, we were only professional for three years. And then we, we split up in 67. So th- those early days were great. But then after that, obviously an oracle which spawned time of the season, um, it, not immediately, but uh-huh. it did eventually become, you know, pretty iconic, I suppose. Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, and it was, and that, that, that's always been such a joy, really. Um, so, you know, there's no complaints from, from me at all <laughs> about the way things have turned out. <laughs> Well, like you said, you you had those pre Woodstock uh, Woodstock era anthems. What was it about this time period, in your opinion, that produced so many legendary musicians and really launched rock and roll into the mainstream? Well, I believe that, um, <clears throat> particularly in the UK. I mean, <clears throat> when we started, every band in the UK, and we were no exception, were, we were just in love with American music absolutely in love with it and and often it was a way of introducing us to black music um by proxy in a way because elvis was the first sort of a guy that i ever heard do any sort of rhythm and blues type thing you know just living in england um and very soon it it led me into listening to big mama thornton who um was the original version of um hound dog and then there's people like ray charles and it was just a wonderful a wonderful time for music in the UK. And we didn't have the separation of stations that you guys had over here. Yeah. Because very often over here, you had sort of race stations which played all the great 
black rhythm and blues and stuff. And then you had the, the stations that were mainly listened to by white guys. Um, and and the, the, two, the two sides were separated at that point. Yeah. Um, but it was a real crucible in the, in the UK. Everything was mixed up. It was marvellous. Um, and, 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 and because there were very few radio stations in the UK, um, there was almost nothing played as far as records were concerned. You had to, you had to search everything out. Right. Um, and it was such a melting pot. It was, it was great. And then when we came back to America, sort of doing what we thought was basically um, American-based music, it oh. had turned into something very different because of what had happened in, in that sort of melting pot in the UK. So, you know, I just think it was a combination of, of circumstances. And then, of course, the, the American guys um, really came on board. And, <laughs> and I, I always remember um, playing the Murray the Case Show in 1964, and we were on directly after Patti LaBelle. Oh, man. And she sounded wonderful. Oh. oh, man. And I thought, she's going to hate us. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, we played, and she loved it. She absolutely loved it. She used to come I- into our dressing room every night and, and tell us stories about singing in the, in the black churches. And, um, and, 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 she's, and I remember her saying specifically, there's one new kid on the block you have to check out, you know. Okay. Her name's Aretha, Aretha Franklin. Oh, my gosh. And, and that was the first time I'd ever heard that name. And then she told us about uh, Nina Simone, and, and we immediately went back and, and, and got all these records. Yeah. Right. Um, brilliant. Man. Well, uh, 2019, you guys were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as one of the original, um, most people are saying the original kind of psychedelic rock band in the genre. But it's it's strange to me that, you know, you guys making the music that you were in the UK and almost simultaneously at the exact same time you had bands like 13 Floor Elevators and Moving Sidewalks popping up in Texas and in the US with the same mm. kind of music, you know? Do you, do you feel like... It was it was coincidental that both those you know different countries kind of came up with the same psychedelic rock idea about the same time. Well, it was a time of great change in the world, and you know the whole peace and love thing was going on. Now right. we were never too naive about that, but at the same time, it was very powerful. And I always believe it was the first time that TV ever showed some uh, um, r- sort of realist footage mm-hmm. about what was going on in Vietnam. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it wasn't as real as you see now, um, <laughs> right. but it was the first time that any war had, had been represented in anything like a real form. Right. And, and, and it turned a whole generation against the idea of war and against the idea of why are we destroying our fellow men, etc. Um, and it, was a, it, it, it formed a very powerful backdrop um, on music, and, and we couldn't help but be affected by that as well. Although we didn't, although, you know, we could see the dangers of it all. Sure. And, and sadly, some of the most wonderful practitioners got, got their life, their minds messed up, you know, yeah. by um, exploring uh, psychedelic drugs, etc. Um, and, you know, so it, it, it wasn't just all one way. But um, it was... It was a time that you couldn't help but be affected by it if you were sure. in your early 20s, which we were. Right. Sure, absolutely. Well, there, is, there is some, and this is what I thought was interesting too, and really what I was looking forward to talking to you, there, there is some controversy that some people might not be privy to, and that's the fake zombies. Um, there was a few bands posing as the zombies, uh, one of them made up from guys from ZZ Top, but then there was another 
somewhat imposter zombies band here in Michigan. Uh, how did you hear about them initially, and what was your reaction to all that? Well, I sort of kept away from it personally. I yeah. mean, it didn't bother me that much, but some of the other guys in the band were very upset by it, um, and particularly when we heard that they were most of the bands were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Got to protect the brand. Well, the one in Texas, I think they were throwing records back at them when they were just... <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you that's never happened to us. Right. <laughs> you know, it was extraordinary. And I, I've got some, I mean, I, I take all day telling the stories, but um, there, there was one story where, um, that we heard about where this guy went along to a fake zombies gig um, who were pretending to be the real zombies. It was a big audience yeah. and they were terrible. And he went backstage afterwards and said, you're not the zombies. And they said, oh, yes, we are. And, he, and he, he, the manager pointed, he said, there's Hugh Grundy there. He said, you're not Hugh Grundy. Hugh Grundy's a drummer and you're the bass player. And he, and he said, and then the manager said, no, 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 we are, we are, we are, we are. And then this guy pulled out a gun and pointed it at him. Oh, my God. Not the zombies. And he said, okay, okay, I own up. I own up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he was never seen again. <laughs> oh, man. Well, clearly you guys are the real zombies. As, you know, we mentioned back earlier, you've got some new music out. Uh, Love You yeah. All I Can is out now. That's the first single, Drop Yelling and Stupid, as well. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah, the evolution I of the zombies music from then to now? Yeah, I mean, I, I, a lot of people in the industry who have heard the album, um, it, we've got the most wonderful response to it. And, and, and the common thing that they've said is this is the best album you've made since um, Odyssey and Oracle. And awesome. if that's true, it's because um, we approached it in exactly the same way, yeah. that we, we recorded it as close to live as we possibly could. In other words, having everyone recording together in the studio sure. at the same time. Uh, and then just adding things like harmonies later. Very similar to how we did Odyssey and Oracle. Um, we wanted that that whole thing where musicians bounce off each other in the moment yeah. um, and, and, and you, you capture um, a performance that maybe uh, the sum is, is better than the sum of the parts, you know, the yeah. final thing is better than the sum of the parts and, and you get something a little bit magical. That's what we were aiming for on that album. And also, um, I produced it along with oh, cool. um, our sound man and, and on Odyssey and Oracle, Chris White and I produced the album totally ourselves because we wanted our songs to be to come out in the way that we heard them right. rather than another producer's uh, vision of them. Sure, um, sure. And that's what we've absolutely done again. I mean, they're pretty much exactly a, a, as I want my songs to be heard. I've written nine of the, the ten. Great. Uh, Colin's done a beautiful last um, sort of goodbye thought on the album, which yeah. is li like a, a soft, tender thing, um, in, in the way that the, 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 the Beatles used to do. Um, it, it was something like, and in the end, you know, that song. <laughs> yeah, um, love it. Um, yeah, so um, that, that's, you know, it, it, uh, and people have been saying this is the best album you've done since Odyssey, so um, I really hope that the general public feel the same thing, but we're excited about it. Yeah, yeah looking yeah, forward to it, man. Absolutely. Different game, the new album from The Zombies coming out March 31st. We hope it's a great success for you. It sounds like it's going to be Rod Argent. We really appreciate your time today with us. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me on. It's been great speaking to you. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 and on demand in the Rocker app. It's the best of the Rocker Morning Show on 1077 RKR.